what I find it interesting about that when I'm when I'm trying to picture like a boxer with a pointier nose and stuff like that, that just looks like a Vishla or like a Weimaraner. If you think about it, like if you have except with the with the exception of the pointy ears. If yeah. it had like I don't a longer snoot. Quite... Well, it's it's longer than it is now, but it's not long. Oh, okay. So like yeah. it's just a bit more now it's like again like smushed in like I wonder <laughs> I wonder if they talk like this. I wonder if... hello and welcome to let's boop snoots (laughs) hi my name's heidi (laughs) and my name is vero and today we're going to talk about the evolution of some of the breeds um, and the health problems that evolution has brought and Heidi's going to talk about manners. Yes. Where are your manners? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the manners at? For some, an owner manners, not dog, not even dog man. Well, we could talk about dog manners too. But, um, but yes. owner manners. Mm-hmm. Owner manners. And then if we have time, I'm going to talk about the oldest dog in the world. I'm curious about that guy. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't watch that interview, so I'm curious to hear what. Yeah. What that's all about. Mm-hmm. So Vera, you found like a very cool like video. It's a, there's a lot of videos out there and it's funny because even tonight um, at the dinner table, uh, we were discussing a video that somebody else watched about separation anxiety and stuff like that. So I think it's fun to boop snoots about these videos and mm-hmm. see, what we, see what our snoots think. So this video identified some breeds that um, in the past, they didn't look white like what they look like now so first they talked about the pug mm-hmm. so um the pug before the face wasn't as flat and the tail didn't have like that like that pigtail curly so over the curly years cue. little curlies <laughs> tail curlies <laughs> um over the years the pug was bred for the flat face and the curly tail. However, that brought on some health problems. And we kind of talked about some of this when we talked about bringing your, your pet on a flight, how a lot of like the pushed in face dogs had issues with breathing. Um, So yeah, the, the pushed in face, um, there's a lot of breathing difficulties with that and overheating. Because they, they can't ex- exhale as much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and intake enough oxygen. And it brings also some dental problems. The curly tail is actually a genetic defect that results from spine deformity. But yeah. this is like, this is what they were bred for to get that curly tail. Like, like they were trying to get the curly tail on the yeah. pug? Yeah. See, but like... the pugs I... with the curliest tails often had, like, spine deformities. Yes, I heard that. My What my question is to the people who made this video, because I didn't watch it right through to the end, but um, is this due to bad breeding, or is it that people are looking for these, like, specific things? Because, you know, when, when we talk, we did an episode on breeders, 
and just talked about some of the things to look out for. And now since doing like more of our confirmation shows and Mm -hmm. talking about like the breed standards and stuff like that, it seems like something that's super ridiculous. But if you're a breeder that's literally just trying it out for fun and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what breed standards to look for when you're breeding because you choose from what you have or they purchase dogs from different areas. So um, if you're just breeding for for the fun of it and not really knowing what you're doing you could be choosing the wrong dogs with wrong traits that 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 eventually ends up in bad breeding yeah right like you want to breed out like some of the faults like in these dogs so I'm wondering why why were they like I'm curious to know why they were after the curly tail because they want to because they want to probably because <laughs> they want it to simulate like having a little pet pig <laughs> <laughs> and that, oh. that's actually what they sound like <laughs> it, it's totally what they sound like so maybe it's yeah. like to, to mimic having a baby pig and that's why it's also called pug <laughs> <laughs> Bug. pugly pig I'd be curious to see what the pug at a dog show looks like yes does it have the flattest face and the curliest tail hmm <laughs> Probably and not the standard not is a- for pugs. according to this. And I wonder if they went to these specific breeds to look at what the standard is for the breed and just show some of like the the more like modern day version of that dog where you can see that uh, it took a wrong turn somewhere, especially mm-hmm. with and uh, as you continue, because keep going to the next dogs, because like with one of them, it's like very clear it's very interesting to to watch this video yeah especially when they show a picture of what they used to look like yes yeah there was one I don't know if it's the same one but one that stood out I was like that's what that dog was bred for Uh, I don't know maybe but let's keep going (laughs) keep going keep going okay the next one the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was bred for a prettier head Mm-hmm. which resulted in a too small head, um, too like small skull. of a skull. Mm-hmm. So now the brain is squished and it's pushing on the spinal cord and all of that. And it causes pain and some facial nerve paralysis. And I'm very curious about because one of our neighbors has one and his name is too low because he's too low to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> And he's he's very cute. He is. They're very very cute dogs, but they are tiny and they do have these tiny little heads. So I wonder. Yeah. And I wonder if that's something that they they tell you about. Like again, when you go to purchase like these dogs, because these are expensive expensive dogs. Yeah. The, the small ones are the most. But are pricey. they like? You no, know, you you kind of wonder like, are they always in pain? Well, that too. Well, again, like so you get to know your dog and look for those signs. So yeah, you do wonder. And I wonder what if some of the facial things that happen or anyways, I'll be curious to ask. I might ask yeah. my neighbor. Yeah. I may ask, ask too low. Too like, low. Too low. Too What's low? your problem? How's your face? <laughs> How's your face? <laughs> How's your face, too low? Um, the bull terrier. So this is like um oh, who's the Don Spuds- Cherry's dog? Yes. Spuds McKenzie. Blue. Is it blue? It was blue, but I think um there was another one way back in the day, but this is the one that I was thinking of. Okay. So in the past, they had a slim torso and a well-proportioned head. They were athletic dogs. Now they have an egg-shaped head and a thick body. This one I found the most surprising because like when I when I 
think of this like what it's supposed to look like was was um drastically different from like how they are yes. now because their faces are weird it's like the weirdest part on their body and i yeah. think what makes them stand out or makes them look different or draws people to that mm-hmm. different sort and their of like... eyes are very close together yes right yeah or yeah um so they have some dental problems because they have too many teeth um, mental deficiencies like compulsively chasing their tails <laughs> and, and skin issues like rashes and um, just big reactions bigger reactions to insect bites so I don't know if that has to do with like over time well um, exactly the, the skin issues but mm-hmm. I was kind of curious because like when you when you when you see when it has things to do with like like skull shape you can see how that can affect like the nervous system and that you mm-hmm. th- those problems make sense but I mean if when you talk about skin and rash issues that can equally just as be where the f- dog food industry has gone too which, yeah. we've, ta- which we've talked about at extent mm-hmm. but um, yeah but those are definitely weird strange looking dogs <laughs> <laughs> they are <laughs> like stocky <laughs> I, I, I wonder if it's like the weird shapes that draws people to these dogs you know what I mean like like They're unique I, I don't understand the pug I don't get it <laughs> yeah me neither <laughs> maybe but... that's my small dog bias coming out but <laughs> I don't people I don't like them get it yeah yeah like the pushed in pushed in face and when and when you know that it causes these health issues like you would think that that would be a deterrent from like buying the specific breed Mm because people like like to have a healthy dog and not be handing over their checks to the vet yeah to the vet (laughs) i don't know people like looks i guess (laughs) yeah maybe it's like one of those things where it's like you know they're so ugly they're cute like that's like there's a few dog Maybe. breeds like that i don't know well the pug is definitely one of them <laughs> there's okay, humans like that too <laughs> i feel like this is turning into like a let's hate on pugs episode there i've never actually known anybody with one i've seen them around the neighborhood and stuff like that and i know there's like a huge pug following but yeah yeah i know there's like other animals that you're like mm, that animal is this, that animal is so ugly it's cute <laughs> Well, like cats are the same way, right? Like hairless cats. People think they're just like absolutely hideous. I wanted to get one at one point. And and Gibbs is like the closest thing to a hairless cat because he's got such (laughs) short fur. And his underbelly is so soft. It's pretty much like a hairless cat. So I got a two for one. (laughs) Um, I had a neighbor, like an older lady was my neighbor. And she had a hairless cat. Mm -hmm. His name was Remy. Mm-hmm. And I would go over and have like tea with her because she was old and nobody visited. Mm-hmm. And her cat jumped on me like on my lap once, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> they're actually really soft." The I, skin I, is soft. I, this is a Harry Potter reference for everyone out there. But I wanted to get one and call him he who, sh- yes. who should not be named. And when they said Voldemort, <laughs> I go, <"Ugh>, "Shiver!" <laughs> I called it Voldemort. <laughs> Did you? Remy? Yeah, she, you called Remy yeah, Voldemort? Yeah, she would let Remy out on a leash, like tie him up in the yard. I was like, oh, Voldemort's <laughs> out. <laughs> the kitty that shall not be named. That's hilarious. 
I like them. I think they're cute. But then I heard like weird things about them, like that they emit like an oil. So and they, and if you don't bathe them regularly, they they leave oil stains on your furniture. So I was like, yeah, and no, thank you. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. Mm-hmm. I always pronounce this incorrectly. Dashoun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dashunt. A Dashunt. Dashunt. Or uh, Dashun always had short legs and an elongated body, but was more proportionate in the past. Now the back is stretched out and the legs are shorter. Um, it bring it causes disc disease, spinal damage, and sometimes paralysis. I have to say, so my sister does have a Dashund. I've talked yeah. about him before, Pogo. And it their paws look so weird. They're also splayed out, like, to the yes. side. And I don't know if that's, like, part of their breed standard or the way that they... But, like, again, in, in this video, when it shows, like, what they were... Like, when they were... The way they were originally bred. And yeah. then, like, yeah, where they've come. It is it is crazy. It yeah, is pretty crazy. they are taller. But yeah, my sister knows that about Pogo. And so whenever he jumps anywhere, she's like, oh, careful, don't let him jump. Don't let him jump. Don't because she's worried he's going to like <laughs> land a certain way and like hurt his spine. So which happened to actually another family member of ours. A dog jumped down from oh. a windowsill and out went the oh. spine. Yeah, that's got to be scary. So be careful with your dash hoods, everybody. New. Yeah. Okay, next one. English Bulldog. Mm-hmm. So these were used for bull baiting in the past. Um, now they're, they used to be like a little bit taller, a little bit slimmer. Now they're shorter and stockier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't mate naturally and they cannot give birth naturally. I saw that and I was like, what? Yeah. And I think the French bulldog is similar. Oh, really? Not to the same extent, but yeah, I think they often need cesarean section. Hmm. Um, and again, the pushed in face, they overheat um, and it causes breathing problems. It explains why they're so expensive too, because if it's not like if breeding isn't hap- happening in a natural like sort of way and you mm. need to go the more mechanical or medicinal like route towards it, <laughs> I'm sure that's costly, right? And it's, it explains why some of these dogs are like 3000 4000 5000 bucks. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. But that's, that's like, I can't imagine signing on for breeding, like, like the process of that either. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one thing to get like two dogs and be like you know play some music give them a little plate of spaghetti lady in the tram <laughs> cute <laughs> but uh no to like you know yeah that's crazy that's crazy that's just crazy <laughs> what what Our... shout out shout out to all the english bulldog breeders out there and french bulldog breeders. way to go <laughs> good way on to, you way to go guys uh, our next one is the Boxer. Mm-hmm. Had pointy ears and a longer snoot. Now they have floppy ears and a flatter nose. Um, again, breathing problems. They're a larger breed, but with their flat face, uh, their intake of oxygen is decreased. So they can't exercise as much as they would need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have more flesh in their mouth because of the pushed in nose, like it creates folds and it 
there's more flesh in the mouth and their panting is not as efficient. And it's probably Weird. the same for pugs and English bulldogs. What I find it interesting about that when I'm when I'm trying to picture like a boxer with a pointier nose and stuff like that, that just looks like a Vishla or like a Weimaraner. If you think about it, like if you have accepted with the with the exception of the pointy ears, if yeah, it had like I don't a longer think it's snoot. Quite, well, it's it's longer than it is now, but it's not long. Oh, okay. So like yeah. it's just a bit more now it's like again, like smushed in like I wonder, I wonder <laughs> if they talk like this. I wonder <laughs> <laughs> But the smush face is like a huge deal and I don't I've mentioned a couple of times like when we found this um growth in Becky's mouth and mm-hmm. it it's called an epulis but they're not sure because it could potentially be a cancerous growth as well so as long as it's not bothering her we're not doing anything about it because if it's cancerous the i've mentioned this a few times the treatment is to remove the lower half of her jaw like upon which it sits which we are not going to do to her poor precious becky so Mm -hmm. we're letting her sort of like ride this one out until it starts to hinder her like her eating or her health in any sort of way and so far it hasn't touch wood but when I remember reading up on it and it and when you said about the extra flesh and stuff in the mouth, this um, they said was very uh, prominent in boxers. Oh, and and those type of those like jowly sort of like dogs where okay. I'm sure it, it maybe that's like part of it. Maybe that's what part of what makes them prone is the smush fish, the smush fish, the smush fish. <laughs> And um, all the tissue not having anywhere to go. So maybe it, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Um, This one is the one that I was surprised Mm -hmm. about. The poodle. Oh, yes. Yes. Me too. Me too. We're going to have to share the the link to this video because you guys need to see this poodle. (laughs) Yes, I know. Yes, that was surprising. So at first, it sounds like they're describing a Labrador retriever. Mm -hmm. So poodles were considered a water retriever Mm -hmm. for water birds, such as ducks, um, for hunters. Doesn't that sound? Yep. Like a lab? Mm -hmm. Because they had a water-resistant coat. That's the crazy part. I know. Yeah. What was that breed that we found that looks like a... That looks like, like a it mop? has dreads. Yes, that looks like a mop or that it uh, has there's dreads. There's a couple of them. There's a Pooley? Pooley? Um, the Commodore? Commodore? Yeah. Commodore. And then, and then there's, then like there's the Portuguese water dog? Berga- Bergama- Bergamasco? Something like that. <laughs> Bergamasco. If that's not a dog, let's breed one and call it the Bergamasco. <laughs> the Bergamasco. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. The Bergamasco sheepdog. Yes, you are correct, Vero. It looks like that, except with the poodle face. Yes. Yeah. So their coats was long and stranded. Um, they looked like braids. Mm-hmm. And now the shape and the texture of the fur has changed. So now it's like soft and curly. And a lot of poodles have skin disease. So that's very common in poodles. Um, it's called sebaceous adenitis. Yes, I saw So that. lots of fur, scaly patches, lots of scratching. They don't look at all like <laughs> they look like on the 
picture. No, they really don't. And when you think of a poodle, it's like in the top three of most intelligent dogs. And they're always like, when you think, I, I, I would, I would imagine that almost if we pulled like 150 people and said, uh, draw a poodle, it would look like, you know, the big poofy balls, like on the ends of the feet and the tails and the head yes. and the, right. <laughs> like everybody has like this classic, like vision of what a poodle looks like in, yeah. in their head. And yeah, you're right. It was quite surprising because like, yeah, it looked more like these other dogs with like the massive dreads and stuff like that. So to hear that their coat changed over time. And I thought that poodles, it was hair or not fur. And that's why people get them because they're hypoallergenic. Oh yeah, it is hair. But I didn't know about Not all their, their, skin, their skin issues. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. That's because crazy. they're often shaved. Like parts of their bodies yeah. are shaved, right? So and you don't well, see. And to their poodle like, poofs. <laughs> <laughs> poodle poofs. <laughs> poodle poofs. Oh my God, we should make like a hair grooming like mold called poodle poofs. <laughs> Can I get a poodle and call it poof? Yeah, I would. I'd call it viva poofs. <laughs> Those are the, like those <laughs> those cookies, those marshmallow cookies. Viva poops. Viva poops. Oh my goodness. I don't know that I would want a poodle either, but um no, are do do doodles have the, the hair, right? Rather than the fur. That's why they were chosen to crossbreed yeah. with Okay. Yes. Hypoallergenic dogs. Yes. With skin, scaly skin issues. <laughs> scaly skin. <laughs> and a lot Snake loss. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Snake dogs. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our next breed, mm -hmm. the German Shepherd. The G-Shop? What did they the do G -Shop. to the G-Shop? <laughs> what did they do to the G-Shop? Well, you can see now. Like, I've always wondered why their legs... Boy, they always had like that the that slope, like their back is always sloped. So yes, initially the ger the G Shep was a medium sized <laughs> dog with strong legs, mm -hmm. a deep chest. He must mm -hmm. have had a big brisket. <laughs> a, a D Shep, <laughs> a D Shep G Shep, a D Shep, <laughs> and a straight back. Mm -hmm. It's true; so, they are very slopey. So what does yeah. the slope do to them? Messes up their back? They got bad backs? Um, sloping back can result in hip dysplasia. Ah, uh, yes. And they're much heavier than they used to be. Mm. Like, yeah. They used to be able to jump. Like, they were athletic. They would herd and guard sheep. Um, and now they're more... Like, some of them still are, but not, I don't think, to the full extent. To I'm going to, like... Were before. When I when I see like uh, um, security dogs and stuff like that, I'm gonna look at this at the backs to see if like they're bred to uh, like the old school mm -hmm. standards rather than the newer ones. Yeah, or if it's hard to like. I wonder if it's like this like these are long gone like like images like of these dogs from overtime like long term breeding, and people probably don't even know. Yeah, well, I didn't know about most of them. That's crazy. Yeah. I there's an old German Shepherd on my street, mm -hmm. and I see him walking sometimes, and is just it just looks painful. Oh, like his back legs. Oh, that makes me sad. Like, I feel like he needs a little wheelchair. I I wonder if it's just like because of the slope back, it's adding more weight back there. So again, it's going to give them like hip yeah hip issues because there's like 
when you think about the physics involved with it with it's, it's to more walk wear, and... wear and terror yeah exactly yeah and I well wonder imagine if... if you had to walk with your like tailbone like tucked in well yeah 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 I feel like that would that would cause some issues. Poor, poor G (laughs) chefs. Let's do that tomorrow. (laughs) See what happens. Yeah. All right. Our next one is Basset Hound. They Mm -hmm. had smaller ears and a less droopy face. Mm -hmm. So now they have really long ears. um, A lot of skin folds that can cause dermatitis, Mm -hmm. um, eye problems. Mm-hmm. And again, because of like they're shorter now and they have a long body, um, again, spinal problems. Mm. And I find them too, they have the feet that go out to the, that yes. splay out to the sides as well. The front yep. feet. Just like the dash hound. The dash hound. It okay, almost looks I like a like... few left. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through these. Okay. Some of them, some of them, I'm not quite sure if it has to do with like, like, interbreeding or bad breeding but yes the bearded collie Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if you know what that looks like i think but it has like a really really long coat and it never had a big coat and now they're a lot shorter and stockier than they used to be Um, and they said they're prone to skin allergies so i'm not sure if any of like the evolution of this breed has caused skin allergies probably not but mm-hmm. i don't think it has to do with any oh maybe who knows anything genetic but yeah um the saint bernard mm. hmm what did they do so they used to rescue travelers in avalanches and snowstorms Mm-hmm. Um, now they have a much bigger skull than they used to have, and they are much bigger than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the angle between their forehead and their nose, like the like the forehead, is steeper. Mm-hmm. And again, their more their face is more pushed in, oh, man. Um, and they have a longer fur. So again, overheating, and then they have entropion. So the eyelids roll inwards against the eyeball. Oh, yes. I don't think they're the only breed that has that, but... No. Um, And then we have the White Terrier, which is the Westie. Mm -hmm. They used to be athletic working dogs. And they've always been short and stocky. Um, But now they have longer coats and they're susceptible to, like, like their kneecap. Oh, yeah. To, like... How do you say that? Like to protrude? Oh, yeah. Like they become like detached. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they have a lot of skin issues too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Chow Chow, which used to be a medium dog with a slightly heavy coat. Now their coat <laughs> is extremely dense. Um, mega poof. Have ex- What's that? I said mega poof. Mega poof. <laughs> <laughs> And they have excessive skin. So that leads to skin issues. And then their mega poof reduces peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sneak up on them. <laughs> we should get like, we should get like chow chow rear view mirrors or side mirrors <laughs> so they can see where they're going. <laughs> and a little blinker. 
Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. And then the last breed, the Salukis. Salukis? So this looks like Cleo Longlegs. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, kind of similar breed. They're a lean build. They're really fast. They might be the oldest breed ever. Like ever. Mm-hmm. There's mum- mummified Salukis in ancient, ancient Egyptian tombs. Oh, wow. Uh, they are susceptible to heart defects and eye problems. But again, I'm not sure if that's something that's developed over time or maybe they've always had that. They do look like Cleo long legs. Yeah. They're like skinny. Like it, it almost looks like an Afghan and like a, uh, a whippet had a baby. <laughs> yeah. It's like just the ears. <laughs> yeah, the long the long hair and the ears, but then like the crazy slender like bodies, slender like long legs. Yeah. Huh. Saluki. Saluki's the oldest breed ever. The kooky Saluki. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found that an interesting little vid. It's mm-hmm. fun it's fun to look at the photos and just see the subtle differences and it sort of like makes you uh it's going to make me at least take a, take a second look at some of these dugs that they talked about. Yeah. The cookie saluki. I don't see too many of those around, but. No. I'd like but, a cookie saluki. Yes. Yes. You guys would look to- good together. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a blonde one. You guys could be leggy blondes together. Yes. Although you and Ralph are going to be leggy blondes too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ralph had a growth spurt overnight. And oh his yeah, legs are longer. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's How does so that cute. Happen? It just does. You should have seen Gibbon. It was like so awkward. It's like different parts of him grew at different times. So it's like <laughs> the nose would like come out, and then the legs would grow, and then the ears would like look way too big. And then like, oh, it was just hilarious. It was like growing different parts at different times, mm-hmm. and it made him look like a cartoon animal. It's in some instances. <laughs> And that's it for that video. For that it was interesting. Vid. So I was just going to quickly just talk about manners. I was telling Vero before uh, we just right before we started um, recording. Um, I was hanging out with my mom the other day, and we were getting in the car and driving um, out of her neighborhood. And there was um, somebody walking two dogs on a leash. One was on a regular collar, and the other one was on a harness. And as we're slowly driving past him. Um, the dog on the harness, you could tell was like pulling his arm, like out of his socket. And so he gave it like a quick, like abrupt, like tug back. And my mom saw this and she went, Hey, that's not nice. And I was like, mom, (laughs) zip it. Not your dog. I'm like, first of all, he's on a harness and that's this guy's choice for whatever reason. Clearly he has a a pulley dog and Mm -hmm. decided to try the harness thinking, Oh, that'll stop them. Except it doesn't. And um, clearly not with this dog because he was struggling like walking his dog down the street. But all this to say, it started making me think of like my my dog ownership in the past. And you're trying different things or you're training in different ways and you're doing different stuff. And if you're doing it in a public forum that people, you'll often get people wanting to put their two cents in and not necessarily in a super helpful way. So I just wanted to touch briefly on, on, on dog owner manners. So 
I can remember once with Scrappy taking him to uh, a local place and we were testing him out being off leash and trying to work on the recall and he would always end up following another dog and we'd end up following like random strangers being like scrappy (laughs) scrappy until they would eventually stop wait for us to catch up and then get him back with us and put him on leash and i can remember one time when we were like working on this and again this was in the past when i knew like nothing about dog training um but these we caught up to these people like we were following these people for like 10 minutes and i was like okay finally they stopped and then he came over and i was like good boy and like gave him the treat and she was like I wouldn't be giving my dog a treat if I were you. <laughs> and she was like, so like judgy. And I was like, okay, thank you. Have a nice evening. <laughs> Just like walked away. It's like super like awkward. But, and again, like I've mentioned it several times, especially when you're like working with your dog, when you guys are like having a training sesh, whether it be leash work and stuff like that, there's always people wanting to come and touch or manhandle your dog. And it's okay to say no it is okay to say no. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, especially people with kids, it's like almost like, I think dog ownership was such an open and like not super highly regarded thing. Like you, everybody's heard how far the industry has come, like, especially in, in recent years. And there's a lot more knowledge about it. And there's even articles out there saying that people are getting dogs instead of having kids. And it's like become this like massively, like rapidly growing industry. And um, I don't think we knew as much in the past. And I can remember just walking up and petting any strange Mm -hmm. dog and stuff like that because that's the you know um innocent reflexes of a child but it's okay to say no because you have to protect the dog and that builds your relationship with them and their trust that you're not going to let anybody come up and start touching their face or grabbing their paws or touch grabbing their ears and and that kind of stuff when it's somebody that they're not familiar with so um you know, if I think most of us, and if you're listening to this show, you probably have some sort of interest in dogs. And like, I'm sure that I don't need to be telling (laughs) anyone who's (laughs) listening to have polite manners, but also like if somebody's being like aggressive towards you or whatever, just like, you know, you just got to walk away or call it quits and realize you're not going to change anybody's mind if they're feeling particularly strong about one thing or another. But if you notice somebody like, you know, unless it's like overt harm to an animal, um, I would just maybe keep my two cents to myself, especially yeah. if you notice stuff going on. Cause you don't know what they've tried. You don't, you don't know the dog. You don't know what they've tried, what they haven't. You don't know what kind of equipment they're using or what kind of exercises they've done already. And they're just trying to figure it out. So, you know, unless you're super helpful, like I saw people at a park once who were having their arms pulled off by their dog. And I was just like, Oh, if you're ever curious about like leash work, whatever, like, you know, I work quite a bit with dogs and I'd be happy to help or I live right over mm-hmm. there. Like, you know, it was people in the neighborhood and they, they never took me up on it, but they had a young kid. So I'm sure they're busy people. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, anyways, I just wanted to have a little quick, a quick little discussion yes. about, uh, about dog manners and owner manners. Mm-hmm. Ne juge pas. Ne juge pas. And- and protect your dog. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. Yes. And we've talked about this a little bit about how you're like, you know, you're walking down the street and you're trying to train your dog mm-hmm. and people keep approaching you and <laughs> wanting to like pet your dog and mm-hmm. it just throws you, it throws the dog off and it's kind of, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of frustrating because you're trying to make some progress and it's really difficult. Um big time and it and it is really difficult and sometimes feel 
people feel awkward because like when you're walking in the neighborhood, it's like a social sort of event, especially when you're running into neighbors and you want to be neighborly and you want to be friendly. But at the same time, it's just, um, that's why, you know, some people use these patches that say like in training or working dog, like right now, like, or please do not disturb and these type of things. Cause hopefully people can read it and be like, Oh, okay. Like they're working. And whether they, whether they think you're just walking your dog and don't understand that it's leash work, which I'm sure a lot of kids would think at least they see, they have that visual cue to be like, okay, we clearly can't come and squeal in their face and pull on their ears. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, there's these girls I call them like the Ralph fan club mm-hmm. they're all younger girls and every time they see Ralph they're like Ralph <laughs> and Ralph just loves them yeah he gets like belly rubs and just you should see him you look like a little worm sometimes like <laughs> going from like person to person and anyways so I'm walking Ralph and they know because I've told them I'm like if Ralph has his vest on that has in training is because I'm trying to walk him and yeah. I want him to ignore yes. everything. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they still go like, oh, Ralph, oh, in training. Oh, Ralph. <laughs> I'm like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, okay, they're, they're going to be the exception. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I know yeah. it's hard. It's hard. And you got to like m- make it work. Right. And depending, yeah. you know, on the age of people and stuff like that involved, it's like, so hard not to give in because we love them so much too yes (laughs) and you want them to socialize well exactly like meet different people Mm -hmm. um there's also these three dogs on the corner uh layla Mm -hmm. talisker (laughs) and cordero Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's a chocolate lab that's layla talisker is a black lab and cordero is a mix Uh, maybe border collie german shepherd he's older Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they're also like the exception to the in training (laughs) in training thing yeah because they're just just friends yep ralph had like a little play date with them i call layla his girlfriend and and we had a play date we forgot to (laughs) tell everybody we had a play date (laughs) Finally, Gibbon met, <laughs> and Gibbon like roadrunnered him. Like <laughs> that made me feel bad. We That's went across okay. the street to the park and this big open field, and we I let Gibbon off, and he like does that. He's sort of in his like automatic like routine, sort of like goes and runs the field and comes back. And there's backyards of like other properties, and there's this one huge Rottweiler. So he always runs up. He sees his friend the Rottweiler. He stands there for a little bit and then he runs the rest of the field so when he was running back because we were Ralph we were like look at Ralph like look there's a puppy here like (laughs) crying out loud Gibbs and he came like running at like top speed like top one runner speed (laughs) and I I thought he was gonna slow down and he literally just ran Ralph over completely we were like oh I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry but those puppies, they bounce back. Their yes. bones, are, bones are made of sponge, thank God. Oh, <laughs> uh, Gibbon. Yeah. I like his run. Yes. His, we, his... we attempted to get their, to get them to boop snoots. <laughs> yes. I'll have to try again. Snoot I have to, to post snoot. all their boop snoots fail. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will get that boop snoot photo. Snoot to snoot. Yes. Boop to boop. Boop snoot to boop. To snoot. Snoots to snoot. <laughs> All right. I want to hear about this old doggy of yours. Yes. 
How okay. old do you think this doggy was? 22. Older. What? Yes. 25? Older. No. How? Yes. How? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 28? Older? In, in the 20s. Is he in the 20s? <laughs> Is he 29? Well, so they think she was 30. Okay. Because they smokes. lost... They, they lost the papers when she was a puppy, but then they had a son that was four when they got her, and mm-hmm. then they passed, the puppy, the dog passed away yeah. when their son was 30. Okay. So they figured she's like late 29. Late 20s, yeah. <laughs> or, or 30. Oh my yeah. goodness. Holy smokes. Yes. So I watched an interview with the owners, Brian McLaren. And it was hosted by Rodney Habib. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know Rodney Habib, but you guys should look him up. He's a big advocate for pets. I only does learned he, this like yesterday. He, well, he he like I've I've heard of the name before because he's like partnered up with Karen Becker a lot and um, yes, other people they wrote too a book together. Yes, and and it's like there's a lot of nutrition. Like, does he speak heavily to like nutrition stuff and mm-hmm. cancer, like and cancer, or is it like a little bit of both? Um, I think he did the dog cancer series. Yes, he did with Karen Becker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, So Maggie, the Victorian Kelpie, Mm -hmm. she lived, so she passed away in 2016. Mm -hmm. I believe she was 30. Mm -hmm. She lived in Australia. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Rodney interviewed Brian and, you know, asked him kind of like questions like, what was her lifestyle? What did she do? So... Brian lived on a farm mm-hmm. with sheep and I believe cows and Maggie was always like, um, you know, n- no stress. So maybe that, so they talk about how that might've contributed to her lengthy mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. <laughs> how stress usually contributes to cancer. Yeah. Um, and then her exercise. Mm-hmm. So she ran like like 20 kilometers a day. Holy smokes. Because he would get on his like four-wheeler, but yeah. she would run most of the time. Yeah. You think that would but, be like, I wonder at what age she started to feel like the wear and tear on her joints. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then... What about the food? They had to have talked about food. I know. That was like... The one million dollar question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so first, um, he mentioned that she only got spayed when she was about twelve years old. What? Why? So she had, because he lived on a farm. Oh yeah. I guess, yeah. So she... in the middle of nowhere. So he didn't. So think did she that... have puppies? She had puppies that year. What? When she was twelve. And Brian was like, hell no, like not ever again. So he yeah. got her, he got her a spade when she was 12. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's funny to think that like, oh, she lived for another like 18 years. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then talking about stress, um, how Rottweilers are, are often affected by cancer. Mm-hmm. And there was some research that Rodney was kind of talking about how they looked at the Rottweilers that lived the longest, mm-hmm. and they were the ones that lived a less stressed life. Describe a stressful life for a dog. 
Did he talk about that at all? No. Like, I wonder what they mean by stress. Like, is it city living? Like, more all of the socialization that we're talking about that could sort be. of stresses them out and that kind of thing. Or could I wonder be. if the, it could even be, like, I wonder if a working dog, if that qualifies as stress. Define define a stressful life for a dog. because <laughs> <I> gar- <laughs> But she was, a, I guess she was like a working dog. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So I so... wonder I wonder if it's like when they have like a very clear job that they're supposed to do and they just like are free to do it with Could like n- none of this like yes or no and like look if she was still having babies at the age of 12 there was clearly <laughs> <laughs> they weren't keeping tabs on uh well Bessie yeah, what was her name Maggie style yeah. Maggie yeah Maggie oh my god so cute and I mean she was always around her owner yeah she was an outdoor dog. Yep. And she slept in this basket outside. Did, so did they did they address food at all or no? Yes. So what did, did she eat? So she ate um, scraps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she ate some mince sheep. Okay. Um, a lot of raw food, uh, butcher's bones, and she ate the afterbirth gross of but, cows but yeah oh of cows yeah. oh okay apparently she like that was like delicious <laughs> <laughs> and dead calves calves we, we, calves <laughs> your legs <laughs> um and then fresh milk twice a day so half a cup twice a day and that so was like that's the one thing in- that that yes. she would be like in the morning, like yep. she would be looking for that, and like straight from the cow's teat, or like would they like go milk the cow and give it to her because milk that the would cow and give it to yeah. her. See, and that's like crazy because that would be full of like all kinds of like probiotic, mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff like that. Interesting. That's yes. very interesting. And she ate uh, vegetables, like mm-hmm. the scraps from the table. Yeah. That's very interesting. And that's pretty much it. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's so funny when you talk about them eating the afterbirth of cows. It's like we love them so much, but they're so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Blue. Blue. Well, uh, the advice that Brian gave, because mm-hmm. Rodney asked him if he could give like one piece of advice, what would it be? To not overfeed your dog. Um, and there's a lot of research on that saying that dogs that are overfed um, die younger. See, I'm in that dilemma right now. I've gone on and on and on about it on our show. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like it's like I can't find a good balance for Gibbs right now. I can't. It's either overfeeding him and like Diarrhea. he's 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 in. <laughs> yeah, he's in a really good place now. But when when they talk about overfeeding, I'm sure you're thinking of like these super fat dogs that are clearly overfed and like super crappy food, and then the diabetes sets in, and then like you're in a whole world of like health health problems. Yeah. Whereas with Gibbs, it's like a sensitive system or something like that, or it's got to be his pancreas. So when when you're left to like decide, because like dogs obviously can't tell you what their specific symptoms are, they can't be like, you know. I'm feeling good in the morning, but then my tummy starts to hurt after you feed me my fourth cup of food. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're left to like guess all the time or spend a ton of money to investigate, which a lot of people are, you know, depending on their situations are either willing or not willing to do. 
But anyways, I find that very interesting. So, cause I like, I have been told that I'm potentially overfeeding my dog, but when you look at him, he literally like looks like a Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I need to find that balance where it's like, he's getting like what he needs, but at the same time has the caloric like intake that he should have. Cause he's too skinny. Maybe he's try some raw milk. They do sell it. I don't know. They sell raw milk? Yeah, I think raw goat milk at Ren's Pet. Oh my goodness. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of, like, research on fasting, your dog. Mm -hmm. Um, So Brian was saying uh, how the last six months of Maggie's life, that's when they really, like, became best friends. And... Um, she passed away overnight in her basket. Oh, he went to see her like in the evening before. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said like, she didn't seem like well. Yeah. Um, and then she passed away overnight at 30 years old. She truly lived the dream. Yeah. RIP Maggie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I think she was like pretty healthy until... Like the last little bit, like yeah. last couple of months or something like that. Aw, so sweet. I know. So sweet. Well, is that's that it? it? That's all. That's it. That's all. Is that <laughs> that's a wrap? It, that's all. It's well, a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Let's Boobs News. Please join us next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye bye. Bye. Boop. <laughs>